Chip and Chase, it's a summer edition. Uh, it's back. I, I thought I was going to do it every day during the playoffs or a couple times a week at least. Turns out I did zero. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Varsal Hockey Podcast, Chip and Chase, is making a comeback uh, for the summer. We do have uh, two of my favorite guys on coming tonight. Uh, Con Isles, who had a, probably the best playoff run of anybody, uh, both with his team and on the internet. He's a gift guy. He knows how to do Photoshop and computer. Thanks, guy. Connor. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm glad you guys were able to come. And then uh, and then six ten, six ten. Who is like sneaky, the most handsome guy at Barstool that no one ever That's, talked. About. I mean, listen, you you're, you're really digging deep here. I appreciate it. You make me feel all warm and fuzzy. And. Uh, <laughs> No better time to, to to bring back a hockey podcast, buddy, than when it hits 85 degrees on a Sunday on the thermometer. Perfect. Right, skip the playoffs. That was unimportant. Now is when it matters. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be totally honest, if the Hawks had made a run, uh, there's a solid chance I would have found time in my schedule to do that, to do the podcast. So, so Chip and Chase is deceiving. It should be Hawks and whatever other word. <laughs> yeah. Hawks Chief talking Hawks, um, but but yeah, I mean, we never really even talk about the Hawks. I feel like on the on this podcast, it's usually like talking about whatever league wide stuff. But I just like I wanted to like quit Earth, let alone I couldn't couldn't imagine doing a podcast, let alone getting out of bed. So uh, that and other work schedule stuff kind of prevented it. But I now we flipped the calendar. It's a new year, right. new team, uh, literally for the Hawks because they had to get rid of everybody again. Um, so here we are. So I, I saw that tweet the other day of all the players they had to get rid of because of cap considerations. Uh, I just felt so bad for you. I, I I've seen you at some lows this past couple of years, uh, yeah. past year, but that was just I felt bad, man. As an Islander fan, I felt bad, which really means something. It was and and you benefited from it too because it'd be real nice to have Nick Letty on. They, they, if they have Nick Letty, they probably win the <laughs> they probably win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. So. It's just, and there's nothing they can do about it. Like, they have, uh, I mean, uh, the list was Bufflin and Ladd, and I mean, I, I forgot Christopher Stieg, who's still, a, you know, a very serviceable NHL player. And uh, so it's just, it was a list of, like, 20 guys who the Hawks have had to get rid of. And uh, and now, again, uh, they had the Teravine in trade uh, to get rid of Bickle and the Andrew Shaw trade. Um, I mean, I don't know how much you guys... Want to talk about that? I mean, that's yeah, really I'm actually, I, w- I was actually gonna get out of this podcast if I heard another 20 <laughs> seconds of Mr. Cub whining about how rough it's been recently. But uh, I am curious, how, how, where did Shaw, where did Shaw rank on that list of of losses? You think? I mean, is is do you think he was an important piece that you, money aside, that he was a must keep? Yeah, it, money. If there's no cap, I mean, you definitely want that guy back. He's just a different type of player. There's not too many gritty psychopaths that can actually <laughs> contribute offensively with some hockey smarts. It's it's a it's a dying breed. Yeah, and I mean, he had his moments where the hockey smarts weren't exactly on full display. Well, yeah, uh, but, that's the psychopath part. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but he's he's an entertaining guy. He stands up for his teammates, and he, he's had 20 goals in a year before, so he does have some offensive ability. He's played on a line with Kane before. He's played on the top line. He's done in uh, done checking line roles. So, and he's just a big mouth. And you get, and he's a right. big mouth according to you know to the guy according to the guys in the room. You know, everyone's like he's the guy that annoys everybody, but everybody loves at the same time. 
uh, real, you know, character, vocal guy. So you hate to lose a guy like that, and that's kind of what I was trying to explain. The Blackhawks have this prospect. Uh, his name's Ryan Hartman. Uh, similar size, maybe a little bit bigger, but physical, willing to fight, uh, scored a bunch of goals in juniors, a former first-round pick, and now he's probably going to be on the team. But he, uh, humble brag, met him uh, at the cup party <laughs> last summer. Uh, you got 30 uh, seconds again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, drop that in there. Yeah, I was yeah, at the cup, yeah, cup, at party. The cup party. Um but he's just a different kind of guy. Like he's he's not like he's quiet. Like he's a really like he's a nice guy. You know, I'm, I think he's going to be a pretty good hockey player uh, this year. But it's it's you you will miss Andrew Shaw's personality on the team. So that one that one stung. Uh, I thought they got decent value for him. A couple second round picks is probably more than they would have gotten uh, had they let him leave via. Um, the, you know, as a restricted free agent, the right. more than what they would have gotten back in compensation. So, and they get it this year as opposed to next year. So, I don't know, but it, but it sucks. He ranks pretty highly up there. He's, I mean, obviously, he's not as talented as Bufflin or Letty or Campbell or, or certainly Brandon Sod or people like that. But he's, he's an important piece, and you definitely, will definitely miss him. So, uh, that, that sucks. It's, <laughs> it sucks. No. The, the summer's. Uh, this time of year is always hard for the Hawks fans, and it's it's sad to say that we're almost getting used to it, but it, it this happens every year. Now, how do you think he fits in Montreal? Oh, I think I think that was like the one saving grace. I was so glad he went to Montreal. Him and Brandon Gallagher terrorizing the Boston Stoolies for a few right. years. Uh, I will take a little bit of small joy in that. Uh, I think I think in Montreal needed him too. It, I agree. I've never been. Uh, that was kind of the the other piece of that trade that's not really getting talked about. They had to move Lars Eller to Washington. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a Lars Eller guy. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I think he's a little bit soft. And I, I, so I think Andrew Shaw. They're probably going to make comparable money, uh, but he slides into that that roster and, and, and those minutes where Lars Eller was. And then it's. I think Washington ends up being or Montreal ends up being a much stronger team, much tougher team to play against than. I think they'll be back. I think they'll be back in the playoffs now with Carey Price and Andrew Shaw to that mix. And um, yeah, they're going to be good. I'd watch out for them. I know you got neither one of you guys are in that division, but they'll they'll be probably back in the playoffs meeting you guys sometime. I feel soon. like players like Andrew Shaw are what's going to be like the new generation of enforcers, where NHL enforcers aren't going to be the type that can be are, are only there to beat the shit out of players, but they're now going to be able to get in the players' heads be causing retaliation penalties, doing enough to piss off players and not just there. Score the occasional goal, but yep. do enough to create enough havoc and, and bring those quote-unquote intangibles. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and, and uh, I think every team needs it. And it's not like Andrew Shaw uh, is, uh, like, like you said, he's not your stereotypical enforcer, but he will fight maybe two, three times a year. Um, and it's always it's always fireworks because he doesn't really know how to fight. So he just he's one of those guys that just like trades bombs until somebody gets knocked unconscious. So um, yeah, that was like his first game. That was like I wrote this in the blog, but it was like my, my the one memory that sticks out was his very first game. He fought Zach Renato um, for the Flyers. I was like, this kid is a psycho because he's much smaller and he got all cut up. And it's like, well, this guy is automatically going to be a fan favorite. Uh, Turned out better than anyone had hoped, and now, and now he's gone. So uh, that that kind of sucks. Um, but that's you know that's life as a Hawks fan in the, in the salary cap era. Um, speaking of guys moving on because of cap concerns, uh, Connor, your boy uh, Ocposo, What's what's the story there? Is is he 
gone. I feel like he, I haven't seen the island. Gone. Like, they're not even talking. People, Is that correct? Yeah, they haven't talked since, like, I want to say December. It's been, it's been like, quietly known that he's been gone for a couple months. Uh, our main beat writer, Arthur Staple, dropped a bomb. I guess he's not dropping the bomb, but said uh, about a week ago he's 100% gone, which, like I said, everyone kind of knew it was coming. Ocpost is a great player. He's been an Islander for, God knows, almost a decade now. He's been through it all with this team. He's a great player, brings a lot of skill, very streaky, can score the big goal, but he's asking for like $6, 7000000 million where he's about to be like 32, I think. He's just not worth the money. It's a big, he's it's that a big, old? He's 32? Uh, uh, maybe not 32, maybe like 30, 31. Okay. He's up there, though. Not, not, not worth the money he's looking for. At okay. the age and just the, the points he's been putting up, he's on the back nine of his career is the best way to put it. Okay. It's it's a tough pill to swallow just because, like I said, he's been through it all. But it's if you can find a valuable person to replace him with, it's not the end of the world. It's like it, it it's more of like a it sucks to see him go from a fan's perspective, not as someone who wants to see the team, not not on the production value he brings to the team. Okay. All right. So now, do you think though that that was that was a guy that they should have? seen the writing on the wall and got something back at the trade deadline, or at that time he was just going to keep and hope? Definitely could have put more effort into trying to get something out of him. Again, not the end of the world, but uh, I think I think someone like Matty Marks could have been a better person to move to try and get some sort of value for, out of, but neither here nor there. So right. is, well, let's talk about Matty Martin then, since he's a yeah, part he, of the program. The Islanders have three big UFAs this year, Franz Nielsen, Matt Martin, Kyle Poso. Franz, I've heard from a lot of people that they're working hard to get him back, and I think that's going to be like a done deal, just a matter of time. Matty Marks is asking for like $3 million a year, I heard, which, again, he's a, he's a, he's a fan favorite, always been a fan favorite. He's like the guy, huge stoolie. Um, but, again, just like Arposo, not worth the money he's asking, with all due respect, because he, he might be listening to this. You never know, guys. Um, <laughs> Tweet it out tomorrow. We'll yeah, exactly. Uh, my slide in those DMs because you know he follows me, but um, <laughs> no, it's it's just it, both great players. Like I said, fan favorites, but just they want more money than what the Islanders are willing to give them, and I completely understand the Islanders not paying them. Yeah. So then, what's uh, what's the game plan then? Because now you're you're looking at losing Nielsen's your center, right? So you're looking yeah. at potentially losing two wingers and a center. Like where where is the replacements coming? I mean, this kind of is getting at Hall Watch 2016. Yeah, I, I mean, I, every, you know. every single Islander fan was convinced that that first-round pick that they used on uh, Kiefer Bellows was going to get traded for some sort of return. Never happened, uh, so you got to assume it's coming in free agency. Not a lot of people that are that uh, attractive to fill those roles. We have some young guys in the pipeline that could fill those roles next year, but it, for a team that's should be more focused on the win now, that's not a viable solution. I don't know, a lot of, a lot of question marks in the air for these, this Islander team this season, which past three, four off-seasons has kind of been the same team's been returning, the same team's been returning, so there's not been much to worry about. So we're kind of treading new waters this summer, and it's it's a big question mark. All it right, is well interesting, that... too, to, sorry, Chief, just to, to see the slow ascension of the Islanders, and now they're almost at a at a turning point. If you're going to sit back and rely on, you know, the new young guys to come in, is it is it is it worth, you know, putting you know, cut plans back a year or two to hope they develop, or do you have to make a splash? It's 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 going to be a fun. The, one whole, the whole big thing is worrying about, and people have been bringing it up for at least a year and a half now. Is Tavares only has two more years on his contract? Is right. he gonna? Do you kind of take a step back and replan the rebuild? Is he going to be here in two years? Right. I like to think he's the type of guy that when I think I feel like just knowing, seeing this guy grow up and knowing the type of personality he has, he's he's kind of a one one team one career player. 
But you never know. If you take a step back and he's gone in two years, then you're really fucked and you're at square one on the rebuild again. So, Yeah, right. that that's a good point because what I was going to ask is, and, and this is obviously the Savara situation, and I agree with you. I do think that he strikes me as a, as a one uniform guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But I was going to say, like, w- would you even want to... The, I mean, Andrew Ladd's out there. There are some. There are some free agents out there. There, that... there are some good free agents out there that I would love to take, but it's it's tough because we're in a position where we wanted to get that extra, that neck, that one piece that would solidify us being a contender. Yeah. And now we're having to replace people before even getting that next piece. So it's like we we were one step away, and now we just took two steps back. So yeah, I I just I mean I look at the Islanders as. I don't think they're that close yet. I, I think they're, um, if that makes sense, I think their window's still pretty wide open as long as they can retain Tavares. They got Barzil coming. They got Strom coming. They have those goalies coming, um, which are, I think there's like eight of them. Like they got, <laughs> the Islanders have like eight really great goalies. But I, I feel like this next year, I mean, even though they took that big step, they won the playoff series, there's like great momentum around the around the franchise. I almost feel like, and this is like an outsider perspective, so feel free to correct me, that it's not worth like breaking the bank for a Taylor Hall or signing Ladd or somebody like that to you know, going to get a really great top six forward. Kiefer Bellows might be that guy in two years. Like you just don't you don't know. Like no, I, I don't know. I feel like the Islanders it's still like kind of a waiting game and they have plenty of time to wait. That's kind no, of you're you're completely right in saying that. The Islanders if if the window if there was a set w- period of, of the window it only started this year, and there's a lot of years going forward. But again, that question mark of how long is Tavares going to be an Islander? Is he going to want to resign? Are they going to be good enough, or is he going to see enough improvement or enough progression in the next two years yeah. to still want to be with this team? If Tavares had four or five more years on his contract, if he had just resigned last year or even two years ago, we'd be gravy. We'd yeah. be wait, waiting for Barzal, we'd be waiting for Dalco, waiting for Hosang. One of the one of the prospects or two of the prospects in the pipeline to make it to the NHL and make it to where they're ready to really be uh, make an impact. But with that Tavares question mark hanging over your head in two years, it's it's kind of like, do we wait and gamble on Tavares coming back, or do we push all the chips in right now and hope we can win while, win enough to get Tavares to come back? Okay. Uh, I, I just I, – I, I think in my mind, Tavares is already retired as an Islander. No, <laughs> like, I, 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 I can't even I can't even envision a scenario where he's wearing some other uniform. That's, but I'm with you on that. I feel the exact same way. But it's like having it's like being a six on the scale of good looks and dating an absolute smoke show, yeah. and just trying to do everything you can to make sure you don't fuck it up. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, it all comes back to the money. Like that's because I am so tortured by this fucking salary cap as as a Hawks fan. Like maybe Tavares asked for twelve million or something, like something wild like that, and they'd have to pay him. But then that kind of fucks up everything else. So maybe maybe the window isn't as wide open uh, as I thought. But like this year, I thought they kind of should have gone for it just because the East sucked. Um, and. I mean, maybe it didn't because the Penguins ended up looking pretty good, but it seemed like he was wide open at the deadline for an Islanders or somebody to make a run. Uh, and when you're good, you got to take your shot. And with that, let's go and talk about that Keith Yandel trade. So, uh, 6-10, what a kind of a saga has kind of ended now. What would you get for it, a six-round pick for Keith Yandel? Uh, yeah, a conditional fourth if he signed. Okay. But, I mean, so, so it's, it's a fourth. 
yeah. right. The, the the get back means nothing. I I've, I'm upset with the Eric Stahl deadline deal because when we talked about it, like I I just didn't see him bringing anything to the table. I thought that yeah. was just a ridiculous move. Like you said, the the animal they took a shot. They paid quite a premium price. Um, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. At the time, um, I think everybody kind of saw that this was coming, but. What else do you do? Do you sit on your hands with the team you had? Um, it's I don't I, I don't want to be one of those guys that hates that that just despises the move and says I told you so because we see exactly how it panned out. Um, at the time I was lukewarm. Um, it didn't pay off. And again, the only payoff is a cup. When you're the Rangers in this position, those moves it's 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 all or nothing. They go to another cup final. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So regardless of where they've fallen short, there was only one way that that trade could have paid off, and it obviously didn't happen. And now they, you know, move on with a, a, a wasted, you know, a shitty fourth rounder in their back pocket. Big deal. So if you could go back in time, I mean, I know you just said you don't want to be the guy that criticizes the hindsight 2020 guy, but would you do – I mean, I feel like that wasn't that bad of a deal. Like, I – I think it's so hard to win a Stanley Cup, and right. when you're close, you you know if you can get a guy that you think might put you over the top, might help your power play, you just you just got to do it. I and, agree. I think if if you if you think about what the Rangers did first, it was uh, Martin San Louis trade, then it was you know going after Yandel, then it was Eric Stahl, and like I said, the Eric Stahl one I hated from the start, but yeah. they were close, and and the the San Louis trade at the time, it was like oh shit, we're getting rid of Ryan Callahan, you know he was the heart and soul of the team, and and you know. Marty was key to that, you know, un, you know, unexpected cup run. Um, Yandel did what he 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 Yandled. He came here. He he helped the power play. He put up points. He kind of made you scratch your head sometimes with his turnovers. But most puck carrying, puck moving offensive defensemen, they they they're right up there with him in the turnover category. So I don't think he did anything. Um, it, it wasn't a bad move as far as the player return. Um, it just didn't end up in with the cup, and I don't necessarily mind my team taking shots like that. Like you said, yeah. instead of just sitting back and saying, "Shit, I hope this works out," go yeah. make make a move. Right. I I, I feel the same way, and uh, and the Hawks kind of did that this year. Like they were not. I mean, full disclosure, despite my reports, they were not that strong of a team this year. They're kind of carried by Patrick Kane and Panarin for long stretches of the year. Hosa doesn't look like the same player. So they like gave up quite a bit to go get Andrew Ladd, right? Um, and hope with the with the hope that that would kind of give them enough punch, and it just like they came up, you know, a couple of posts and a crying Jordan meme short. <laughs> that was it. So they and were. The thing is, the, the thing is with these trades too. It's also you have no idea how it's going to play out. You know what I mean? If if yeah. if this trade ends up putting the Rangers in the bottom of the East in the next, you know, two, three, four years. You know, because they have no picks and they haven't been able to replenish, okay, I get it. But right now, we're still, I don't want to say powerhouse in the East, but we're one of the top four or five teams in the East. You, sure. you know they're going to always be, their name has now been linked to Stamkos. I don't know how true that is or where he's going to fit. But, you know, they're, they're always in the running. People want to come here. Players want to come here. So it's not like they're in a, a position where they're totally screwed. They might be totally screwed building from in-house, yeah. but... It's still the Rangers. It's still New York. There's still a mecca. It's 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 not the end of the world just because a trade flopped. I got a little tidbit that might make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I've heard from reliable quote sources. Sources. 
sources. Jimmy Vesey's top has the Rangers in his top three. So, hey. so both, yeah. So the I Kevin Hayes part two kind of. Kinda, yeah. So the um, he suppose the the word is he wants to get out of Boston. So who right. know, again, who knows how true this is? But he he's never left Boston. So he went, you know, as a Boston kid, his whole life went to Harvard. Now he's kind of looking for that next step. Doesn't want to have like the pressure of being like the hometown kid uh, for at least his first run of the NHL. So he's looking at uh, I heard Toronto, Chicago, Rangers. And Buffalo are his right. his top four. No no particular order, but those are the, the teams that he's looking at. So if you know if the Rangers are able to add Jimmy Vesey, then you know who right. really cares about giving up that uh, first round pick? And that's always that's kind of been a you know we've seen teams do that. The Penguins just added uh, Brian Rust and, and Connor Sheary were, were college free agents. Uh, big parts of that. The Hawks obviously with uh, with TVR. So and that's the thing. And again, we did we did it with Hayes. So it's not just yeah. because you don't have the picks doesn't mean it's impossible. It, it sure yeah. makes it hard and it doesn't look good on the surface, but there's always a way. Are you? Uh, I saw a lot of Rick Nash rumors kind of flying around out there. Are you in favor of getting rid of Nick, Rick Nash? And I saw Rick Nash to Colorado for. Uh, I want to say it was either Duchesne. I think it was Duchesne, right? Was that the rumor? Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of rumors surrounding his name, but I, he it's it's so tough, man. I mean, he's got two years left. Um, the Rangers in house are believers in that he uh, he played hurt. Um, you know, that's the responsible for his regression. But he's never been a playoff producer. He's never been a a big game type of guy, regardless of the regular seasons he had. So with the all the RFAs and all the you know spots they're going to have to fill from uh, you know with with Yandel leaving, Dom Moore, Eric Stahl, all these roster spots they have to fill. They have to clear money somehow. And outside mm-hmm. of the obvious, uh, either moving or buying out Girardi, getting rid of Mark Stahl, that's the next big contract on the line. And there is some value in Rick Nash. He's still a good player. A team can certainly use him. Yeah. Um, he's only got two years left. And if he happens to fall on his face this year, you can always expose him at the expansion draft. He can go be a you know a, the superstar in Vegas, and you get out of the last year. Of his 7.8 mil scot free. So, um, but on the flip side, that's also a reason maybe for the Rangers to hang on to him. You know what yeah. I mean? If they honestly believe that injuries and whatnot slowed him down, uh, you know, hang on to him. And worst case, get out of it. But is he ever going to be a 7.8 million dollar player? You're not if you don't produce in the playoffs. And how many times are we going to keep falling for it? If we really want to shake it up, then he's got to go. Yeah, I. He's not getting any younger either. I feel right. like Rick Nash has been he's he's over thirty now too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate I had this conversation with a buddy of mine that I hate talking about athletes being over thirty because now I'm thirty. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, it. Like that guy's he's fucking done. Like his body's and, and honestly he's got if you like think two about years it, left. Right. If you're thinking uh-huh. about like an athlete that's thirty two and yeah. you're 30, you think that guy is so much older than you. You think he's like 100 years old. You're like, you're a 32-year-old pro athlete? <laughs> Hang it up, you old piece of shit, mm-hmm. Rick Nash. Um, the difference between <laughs> Rick Nash and me is that I haven't like put any miles on my body in, like, <laughs> in the last 10 years. So he's had a little bit more wear and tear than I have. I'm sleeping on a Tempur-Pedic bed and sitting in a recliner. He's, he's <laughs> you you mean Elisa Elisa bed? Yeah, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, mattresses, mattresses, mattresses. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, how do you guys feel about each other? Like, you guys, not I mean, personally, you two, but like. Are, oh, I was about to get gritty. 
<laughs> get as gritty as you want. Um, but like, you you just called the you know the Islanders' cup window is just opening. The Rangers are still a powerhouse. Do you guys see? And the Penguins just won the Stanley Cup from your division. And the Capitals just won the President's Trophy. I'm wondering like where you guys think you stack up. Um, going into next year, I know it's kind of early. We haven't had you know rosters aren't set or anything like that. But are you guys are, are both teams still locked for the playoffs? Or Connor, how do you how do you see the Islanders and how do you see the the Rangers? Uh, I'd say both teams are kind of a fringe team right now, for being honest. Uh, obviously, you saw Pittsburgh start off so slow, and everyone kind of thought they they were planning a rebuild, and then they just completely took a 180. Uh, Montreal's right back in the mix now. Florida is going to be a real contender now. Uh, I shouldn't say contender, but they're going to be yeah, a, they're gonna a good, good team. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think the East got a lot better over the past couple months. Uh, Rangers are still a little better than the Islanders in the grand scheme of things, but both French teams have had to put. All right, six ten. Yeah, I, as far as the Islanders are concerned, I actually both teams, in a sense, are in limbo in the fact that this. And probably more for the Rangers than the Islanders. It's this, there's going to be some heavy turnover. There's going to be some familiar faces leaving for sure, um, some new faces coming in. Um, as far as the Islanders are concerned, um, I, I think they're still a playoff team. I think they're going to keep. They'll keep most of their core. I, I think they'll keep Franz, and I actually think Matty Martin will come down too, and 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 he'll stick. Um, so I think they'll probably be about the same as they were this year. They'll 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 squeak in. Anyone um, else? Making you nervous from teams that didn't make it from the Metro, like New Jersey or anybody like that? Nah, not yet. The top Philly. I mean, is Philly a team Philly, that you guys? Are maybe two about? or three years, Philly. Yeah, I'd say the same. Right, they're 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 doing well. As 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 far as where I see the Rangers, this is there's there's a lot of it's it's hard to speculate what they're gonna do because they're 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 obviously attached to all the big names but as far as people that are gonna go it could be anybody from Girardi and Stahl to Nash they're even floating step on to Minnesota which would be Sorry. a pretty banana I think you know he's 25 years old he's a, he's their best two-way center is he a number one center probably not but if you make a move like that regardless of what you get from Minnesota and you can probably get some value in a Dumbo or a Coyle or or Brodeen or something like that. I don't- it's, I don't like any of those guys. We see them a lot. Like they're yeah. all, they're all fine. Um, Coils fine. Dumba's, he'll be good on the power play. He might mature into something like a, a legit top four guy. I think Stepan would be the best player moving in that deal. Oh, I don't, sure. I don't. Without the the only way you get rid of Stepan is if you're almost guaranteed that Stamkos is coming in. Otherwise, you just okay. you simply can't move him. There's nobody on the roster or nobody else out there that I think that can fill. Um, his role. They basically have two top-notch second-line centers in Broussard and Stepan, but Broussard's an offensive guy. He doesn't kill yeah. penalties, and, you know, he doesn't... He's it, Stepan's the younger guy. I want him to stick at all costs, but if he moves, it's going to be quite a blockbuster, um, yeah. if not that move, another another sequence. And Stepan strikes me as, like, a captain material type guy, yep. too. Like, right. And, uh, you know, if he was captain of Team USA someday, I'd be pretty... All right with that. So um, I don't know. I, I I would hang on to Stepan if I could. But talking about, I haven't seen Stamkos linked to the Rangers. Um, I haven't seen that. So is that a real? We can talk about Stamkos now. We we're going to talk about that anyway. Right. So I mean, I forget. I forget who said it. It might have been uh, Friedman. Um, but it, and and it's basically just 
them throwing throwing around the fact that the Rangers are are, are going to make Stamkos an offer. Now they can't really make him an offer as they sit right now. They have limited cap room. They have to sign so many pieces. And my biggest problem with bringing Stamkos to the Rangers is simply the fact that they have to shed so much. What are you going to surround him with? You know what I mean? They they pro- they might have to walk away from a Kreider or or a Hayes or a J T Miller. Um, Stepan would undoubtedly have to go, or even Broussard, because Stamkos is going to get one of those two top center slots. Um, obviously, he's a great player, and it's hard to say you don't want a guy like Stamkos. In a perfect world, sure, bring him on, but at the cost of what they'd have to lose, depth wins championships. Like you said with the Penguins, they always had Crosby and Malkin, you know, for years, yeah. and 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 when they the, the difference was they went out and got a guy like Hags. They got Sheary. They got Rust. They got all these guys producing to make them a complete um, four-line, three-defensive pair team. That's what you need. If you're going to have to lose some more of your depth that you're already struggling with, is it worth bringing Stamkos in for that? I don't I don't think so. How, how good do you guys... Do you guys... Like, I wouldn't even want Stamkos. If I, wow. unless, unless I was <laughs> Toronto, okay? We're... They don't have to pay anybody coming up. They're in total rebuild mode. Like you can have Stamkos as like your guy to kind of carry Austin Matthews along. And but the, the people talking about twelve million a year for Stamkos. I, I mean, he's a great player, but I don't. I don't know if he's. He isn't. When was the last time he scored forty goals? I feel like his numbers have been down a little bit. He's not the player he was. I feel like people are talking about him like it's 2012, and it's just it's not anymore. Like he's just not. I don't. To me, he's not what he was. So, Connor, are you, are you buying 12 million a year for for Stamkos? Would you want the Islanders to? I mean, if the Islanders had the, the theoretical cap space, would you want to give 12 million dollars to? I mean, it's hard to say no to something like that. Like six ten said, in a perfect world, like of course, bring him bring him in day one. I'd love it, but. Like you said, uh, like you said, I don't, I wouldn't want to give up too much and shed too much for a player that, is, I don't want to say he's on the back nine of his career, but isn't what exa- isn't exactly what he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be thirty soon. He might as well kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking Sam goes. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Where do you, you think? Got, I was about Robin. to say, if you guys had to choose a team where you think he was going to land, what, which team would it be? I don't know. I. Where do I think he's going to land? I, yeah, would, yeah. I still think Toronto is probably the favorite. But honestly, he's an idiot if he leaves Tampa Bay. It's the best spot. Yeah. I don't know why you're leaving. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I get the, the, the reasoning per se. But as far as they're built for now and they're built for four or five years from now, as far yeah. as I can tell. I mean, and they're, they're going to move on from Bishop and, 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 and replenish, and Vasilevsky's supposedly yep. ready to rock and roll. They got Hedman anchoring the back. They got all these nice young forwards. Where where, where are you going to be? He's looking at maybe uh, rebuilding a franchise and taking like a hockey mecca like Toronto to the promised land, but how often does that work? That's that's an awfully big burden you're putting on yourself. To, well, it's, uh, it's never worked in Toronto, at least not, right. in, our, not in our lifetimes. I... This is going to sound so dumb, but I'm going to say it anyways. I don't think Toronto, if they get Stamkos, is that far off from what Tampa Bay is. They don't have the headman, but now they got Freddie Anderson is you know a pretty good goalie. Right, I forgot about that. That's a big that's a big move for pretty, them. Pretty big trade. Right. Uh, they have Austin Matthews. They have Stamkos. They have JVR. I know you hate Kadri, but he's a solid player. They got uh, Nylander coming. He was, you know, leading scorer in the AHL this year. 
They have a lot of nice pieces, and it seems like if they can plop Stamkos into that mix, I think that they could be good in a hurry. Tyler Bozak's there. I don't. They might. I think they might be a playoff team like next year if they can if they can get Stamkos and then maybe another veteran D or two. And I'm not talking anybody like crazy. Maybe they sign Brian sure. Campbell or or uh, like Jason Demers or somebody like that. I think that they're they're like right there, right away. Are you guys buying Toronto? Well, Connor, you didn't even say where you thought he would go, so where do you think he's going? I'm kind of with 6'10", where I think he's going to end. I think this whole big commotion is going to end with him staying in Toronto. If he did leave... Staying in Tampa or going to... uh, Tampa, excuse me. Okay, okay. If he did leave, I think he's going to end up in Detroit. After they they moved all that uh, Datsuk money, uh, they interviewed, I don't know his name, but the GM of uh, the Red Wings. Kenny Holland, yeah. Kenny, yeah. He tried his damnedest to be like, we're not... He tried so hard to not say, we're throwing the entire all at this place, at this guy. Uh, they, they have, have they have the new stadium opening, Detroit does. They have... See, but look at their team, though. They're not it's necessarily a now or a future team. They're kind of a weird... Uh, 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 like, what What do you think is... I mean, I know you listen, they got Dylan Lork and they got a kid or two, but mm. what's their future really looking like? I See, I, I kind of buy Detroit... Yeah. For the future. They got Dylan Larkin. They got Anthony Mantha's a nice power forward. I think he made his NHL debut this year. I think he's going to be a really good player. Nyquist. Uh, they still have Applicator. They still have uh, Zetterberg. Zetterberg, yeah. Zetterberg. Zetterberg. Their Zetterberg's problem, like 34, which might as well be 700. Oh, <laughs> right. Another guy who should just like kill himself. Right. But, um, but he's still a good hockey player. Um, who's it? Thomas Tatar is, you know, under 25. They have, they have some. Right, they're solid, but to me it just sounds like uh, is is Stamkos the difference maker for a roster like that? I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I'd rather be part of a bigger reclamation I, project than be at a team that's kind of sitting in the middle. I feel like they have enough players who are just above average that if you threw Stamkos in the mix, they could, they, they could make some noise. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I has I still have a complex about the wings where I always like I just always think they're awesome. See, but think but think about it this way. Think about it this way. Think about how good Datsuk was. Stamkos is basically and he, he's not even defensively what Datsuk yeah. is, but he's basically taking that spot. You're still the Detroit Red Wings, and they didn't really yeah. do much with him there. They still haven't found a Nick Lidstrom replacement. That's that's their right. real biggest problem. So they need to they need to address that. I don't know. I I something the way. It, it seems it's like the teams that are linked besides Toronto are Buffalo and Detroit, and it's like, well, you can almost go all the way home. <laughs> it's like, you know, Detroit's <laughs> like right on the border of Canada, and so is Buffalo. So, like, you can have, like, oh, I'm close to home, but I don't have the pressure of being in Toronto. So uh, I, I can't remember who said it. It was like, it might have been the GM of, of Buffalo where it's like, hey, like, you know, a lot a lot of people are going to be able to throw money at him. So, like we said, Toronto, Tampa, uh, Buffalo, but it's it. Not everyone has that geography. So it's like those three have both theoretically. If he wants to be closer to to home, Detroit, Toronto, and Buffalo have that have that element. I think Buffalo is not the worst. I mean, you have to. Live I in think Buffalo. that would be a fun spot, but I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't see. You him just. Going you there. just have to live in Buffalo, which right. Is, yeah. Which I, mean, I guess you have to live in Detroit, so that would suck too. <laughs> also but, valid. Yeah, the great the great week tour is you know, coming through, but I don't know. They, Buffalo seems like they have a lot going, and Terry Pagula. I mean, he showed in his first year as the owner, he, he's willing to throw money around. I think it's like 
Terry Pagula will just dump a truck uh, full of cash on. Well, on now they should be excited. Now, now is the yeah. time to, 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 to do something like that. And, yeah, they have, they've got a nice they've got a nice core there. So I guess none of us really answered this question. We've been kind of talking in circles. I think that he should go to Toronto. That's I think he. I think he's gonna go to Toronto. I think he should stay. Keep his ass put. Stay in okay. Tampa. And Connor, I'm um, I'm with six ten. I think he's gonna stay in Tampa. Okay. It just uh, makes a lot of sense. So if, if we're going based off of teams ready to really win, it's Tampa. Yeah, Tampa's definitely the furthest furthest along. I and I don't know. And, I I kind and of the no, the no sales tax always. Evens out the yeah. the bucks and 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 all that crap. But again, the only thing is the fact that he hasn't he didn't resign by now. Maybe there's more bad blood than we know. Maybe he just doesn't want to be a part of that franchise. It seems like everyone fucking hates Eiserman. Like somebody <laughs> hates Eiserman. Stamkos hates Eiserman. Maybe he's Michigan. that guy that just sits down. He's like, hey, you, I'm Steve Eiserman, by the way. Right. Just, <laughs> he like puts his his cup rings on and is like, hey, look at you, fuck you, I'm Steve Eiserman. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I I love I think it'd be a great story, and I, like I hate LeBron, um, but I I wonder if him winning in Cleveland and that whole thing isn't like that makes Stamkos be like, hey, maybe I could do the same thing. I, I could go to this shitbag team that's never won or hasn't won since '67. Oh, it'd be even better because it's simply yeah, no matter how much they suck, it's just the hockey hotbed. It's fucking yeah. Toronto. It's not shithole Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I for like. Internet and blog purposes, I think it'd be better if he if he went to went to Toronto. But if he signs in Tampa, watching Toronto burn might be even better than watching them win with him. That's true too. That could be that could be awesome. Um, all right, what else did we have to talk about, boys? I mean, I, but from what I did, I don't know if you read. How do they do that? Well, let's talk about that then. How how do the Rangers? Make any? I feel like they're in cap jail too. Like they just like. Well, that's hand, the thing. They, they have to. They have to waive Tanner Glass. They have to buy out Girardi. They hopefully have to figure out a way to move Stall, and then they obviously have to move on from Nash. Now the problem is, um, buying out Girardi um, keeps a little dead money on the books. Obviously, yeah. um, trading Rick Nash, unless you're taking almost nothing back, you're going to have to eat some of that cash too. So. Um, and waving Tanner Glass, you still have 500k on the books. So even though they're getting rid of these guys and clearing some money, there's it, it's it's not as much as as people think. So it's almost one of those situations where you have to move um, a kid like maybe a Kreider. And I know we discussed this on the podcast a few months ago, and how you said you'd hate to see Kreider in St. Louis because he'd be a nice piece with all those forwards. Um, but maybe that's that's the only way I can see them bringing um, Shattenkirk's shitty hairdo. Uh, to Broadway, but I get the, he's exactly what they need on the right side of that defense, man. It, it yeah. would be absolutely perfect to fill Yandel's offensive void. Um, again, on the right side, but they're you're awful. But you yourself in the same situation, though, as well, Jack Kirk walks next year. Right. I mean, unless they can, he 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 resign. But he's not only is he. I think he might want something like if if Yandel at thirty is getting over six, he's gonna want seven. Is if especially if he puts up a year, you know, it's a contract year and he plays that up. But as far as what St. Louis moving, they were they went to Detroit and they asked for fucking Dylan Larkin. So I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know what drastic. Yeah. And you know what? You listen. You 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 can't you shoot your shot. I get it. But yeah. I mean, holy moly, is that really anywhere near the stratosphere they think they're getting for Shattenkirk? That's. Nuts. I mean, it's like they didn't. 
they thought no one saw them put Colton Pareko in their second pair, Mushek. <laughs> like, oh, wait, no, nobody saw that? Yeah, uh, everyone saw you reduce Shattenkirk's minutes for Colton Pareko. Um, so that was, that was a, that's weird. Kreider, if, if that is the move, I don't know if the Rangers can do Stepan and Shattenkirk's hair on the same team. That, that's those are two brutal heads. It's like both those guys just need to get a razor. Like that's you just got to be shaved head guys. So that's do the Messier look. That's all you have going for you. I mean, they're holding on to something that's been gone. That's it's a losing battle. So. Shattenkirk's clearly more embarrassing. Stepan at least keeps it close, and it's just like oh man. But it's funny too. They have every once in a while you'll see an ad, and it'll be like Stepan McDonough and someone else walking, and they all got their locks flowing. They're wearing a leather jacket and whatnot. Stepan's always got a fucking hat on, and I feel bad. <laughs> this is like he knows. He's just like listen. I just I'm just wearing a hat. Now take hat. Nah, I'm good. I'm wearing this fucking hat. Before I'm out. Yeah. All right, um, and then the only other trade rumor that I I never could wrap my head around, and I never even really looked into it because I thought it was that preposterous. But it came up like every day the last week was PK Subban. Like, does, why... it, does, it, does a guy honestly get any less respect than him? I understand he's yeah. a loudmouth. I understand he's a maniac. I understand sometimes you know he is can he be really a loudmouth though. Well, uh, on, the ice, uh, on the ice, on the ice. Exactly. See, but that's that's what I was getting around to. Like, just because okay. <laughs> he plays with a little bit of an edge and he does certain yeah. things, dude. He's the he's the nicest guy off the rink. He donates so much fucking yeah. money to Montreal. That like he built that children's hospital, ten right? million dollars. Yeah. Which is bananas that Montreal would even allow. Just just say no every time. Have a press yeah. release every day. P.K. Subban is not moving. Not this is our guy. He's a great yeah. person for our city and a great person for our team. He's a fucking amazing hockey player. There's just zero reason they would want to move on from him. I can't even imagine the haul you would want to have to move on from a guy like that. Again, there's certain things, too, like when they talk about should the Rangers trade Lundqvist. Lundqvist is New York. He's a, he's yeah. built into this city. To me, PK has invested so much in Montreal that there's 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 no reason those two sides should ever separate now that they got this deal. Something something stinks there, though. It was like how you're going to make Max, Max Pacioretty the captain and, and not PK. Like, I don't know. Like there, It just seems like they, for whatever reason... Is it one of those things similar to how they always have to have a coach that speaks French? Like they have to also keep it kind of white. I mean, is that I don't know if that goes hand in hand. Is that I feel like Montreal's the type of city that would be like big into stuff like that? Keeping it white or keeping it? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I don't know. I think PK and it's and it's like he has to be the guy that's putting. I mean, I guess Montreal sells out even if they're the worst team in the league, but that guy is so fun to watch. Like, if you have, like, the, the NHL um, center ice package, like, you just stop on Montreal games because PK is worth is worth watching. So I can't imagine what they'd get out of trading him, um, but it, it's like those rumors won't go away. Like, they've been circulating for, for a while, and there was rumors to him to Colorado, and... I don't know. I, I just I never understood that. I think Montreal would be stupid to trade him. And they haven't had a real star full, I want to say, since, like, Guy Lafleur. I mean, even, like, an electric, like, goal scorer. Like, it's been a long time. Even when they won the Cup in 93, their best forward was, like, Vincent Domfus and, like, Kirk Muller. Like, they didn't right. have, like, a li- like, PK is a superstar. He's like, a they, superstar on all fronts. Mm-hmm. All fronts. Exactly. So he's I personality, he's everything. Yeah, I don't know I don't understand the uh the thought process there. Um 
But all right, I think that's I think that's all we have for tonight. Any final thoughts, guys, or we just you want to do it again next week after free agency kind of settles down? Yeah, I I'm think on. these next couple of weeks it'll be it'll be interesting. Like like Con- Connor's waiting to see if he keeps his pieces. I'm waiting to see which pieces the Rangers let go. So I think uh, it, it it'll be interesting. So yeah, whenever something goes down, I'm I'm good to come back. All right, we'll we'll end it like this. Every you two guys both say somebody's coming and somebody's going uh, from your perspective teams and Connor will we'll start with you. Uh Taylor Hall will be an Islander. Hall watch, hashtag Hall Watch two thousand All right. How good do you feel about that prediction? Is that uh, I'm I'm like fifty percent making fun of all these trade rumors and fifty okay. percent hoping that if I put it into reality it's gonna become reality. <laughs> and will it cost you uh what's his face, the defenseman? It it'll cost either Hamannick or Boychuk. It'll cost okay. one of our top defensemen. Okay. W- which one would you prefer? At this point. Uh, boy truck just because he's he's older. He's 32, pretty pretty much practically dead. Kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And six uh, ten, Pat. What do you got? Pat. We lost Pat. All right, oh, that's man. fine. We'll uh, everybody. Uh, I think we'll get this out there tomorrow. Enjoy Game of Thrones, and uh, maybe let's let's try to run it back uh, after the Fourth of July. I'm all about it. All right. Thanks, guys.